amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. You're listening to the Fantrax Podcast Network. Fantasy Sports Entertainment lives here. The Nasty Cast might sound like a silly name for a show, but this is a serious fantasy baseball podcast. Okay, maybe not that serious, but these guys aren't just here to party. Here now are hosts Nathan Dockett, Van Lee, and Ron Rigney. Hello, welcome to episode 225 of the Nasty Cast Fantasy Baseball Podcast, powered, of course, by Fantrax. I'm your host, Nathan Dockett. On today's show, we're going to be interviewing the Upper Decker Pod, guys. It is a great time. You'll want to stick around for that and learn all about their shows. And after that, we're going to play a mystery game. I don't even know what it's going to be as I record this. It's just question marks circulating in my brain. But joining me for this illustrious uh, occasion is Ron Rigney. What's up, Ron? What's up, guys? You know, it's uh, slow... Slow baseball times here. Not a lot of baseball news, but looking forward to talking to the upper decker, upper decker guys for sure. Van, you know, we a couple weeks ago we got some hard hitting analysis from you, and I want to go back to you and get your take on some developments that just happened in the last few hours. You know, we uh, talked about Tom Brady signing with Tampa Bay and how that kind of shook the football world a little bit. And so today it comes out that uh, Rob Gronkowski is being traded to Tampa as well. And so I, I've been waiting all day, wanted to get your analysis on that. What, what's your what's your take? What do you think about what's happened in the last couple hours? Well, first and foremost, this came as a, an utter shock to me that the tight end would sign there. Is that right? Is he a That's tight right. end? Impressive. Ooh, see, I do know. Uh, but, I, you know, I had to look at his stats, so I went to um, – not fan graphs, but somewhere that's like fan graphs, but for football people, does that even exist? Pro, and could have been pro football reference. Pro football reference. That's exactly mm-hmm. where I went. Okay. And it's clear <laughs> that I've been there multiple times before. And I looked up and I noticed that his shoulder numbers are still really good. Uh, he's <laughs> able to wear a hat quite well. I've seen him wear a hat better does, than 90% he, of tight ends out he there. He definitely does rock a trucker cap better than most people out there. I'll give him that. So that's, you're right there. And then most important of all, and if either of you have Google handy or don't, please get it ready. And you listener out there, get it ready. My favorite thing about Gronk is that every time (laughs) I see his name is I think of Gonk, which to Star Wars fans and Star Wars nerds out there, there's something called the Cult of Gonk. And Gonk is a droid. It's one of the robots. And I believe you can see it in Return of the Jedi (laughs) in Jabba's Palace. And essentially, it's a garbage can with feet. And it's my favorite droid <laughs> of any of them. But it's called a gonk droid because it just wanders around and goes gonk, gonk. That's its noise. But that's all I can picture when I think of gonk. Of course. Gonk. Of course you turned it into a Star Wars thing. Of but course you did. Here's the thing. Just picture a football field and all 13 guys lining up and they're getting ready to make the play. And there's just one of those garbage <laughs> cans out there with its feet just wandering around. That would improve the sport. I have no <laughs> doubt of that. So. It certainly would. So I think this is a big, actually a legit question. Didn't he retire? 
I thought he said he was done. Well, he said he was done, but I don't think it was formally signed papers because another some other people asked that, and he still because he signed a deal with the Patriots, and I believe he still has a year left on that deal. Okay, so he was under his contract. rights. Okay. So yeah, gotcha. he was definitely still under contract. So so they had to trade him then. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so they 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 traded him, and I believe it was a seventh round pick to Tampa Bay for a fourth rounder. It's a fascinating trade because, well, I look at it from a baseball context, and it's the equivalent of trading, you know, late career Derek Jeter to somewhere. I guess that would have been the Tom Brady training, but oh fuck, yeah, (laughs) I can't believe you caught me with that. (laughs) I can't believe you've stopped catching us. I I I did that. Isn't that two weeks in a row that's happened? Yeah, (laughs) very well could be. Uh, so, okay, so we're not going to say that one again, but this Gronk trade then would be trading, uh, not Bernie Sanders, Bernie, the center fielder from the Yankees, <laughs> trading him away. Here I am on the New York Yankees, and I am just disappointed in the inability of equality amongst the players. So I've been traded to Tampa Bay. I wish Bernie Sanders were on the Yankees. That would be amazing. Yeah, got a good swing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, too, he's toolsy, if you will. <laughs> yes, yes. Those, those tools are hearing aids and uh, false kneecaps. Metamucil. <laughs> oh, yes. So the thickest in the land. Uh, so uh, at the risk of uh, too much football talk, actually, you know what? I'll table it because I can roll that into the plugs. Uh, so tune out in a moment, people. But for now, uh, would you, how many touchdowns will, do you think Gronk will have? Tweet us at NastyCastPod. Yeah, that's baseball. I'm Matt Nathan Duck, and Van is at Manly Van Lee, and Ron is at the Real Ma Day on the Twitter. And if you don't have Twitter, you want to get a hold of us, you can always send us an email, nastytrackspods at gmail.com. And if you like the show, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps us out quite a bit. What else do you have to do while you're quarantined, sitting on your couch eating popcorn? I see you. I see you eating popcorn. Uh, it's hard to hear us over that popcorn. Wait a minute. That's a good idea. Eat louder. We sound better. Or you can go to patreon.com slash nastypod. And uh, uh, as little as a dollar per month uh, helps support us quite a bit. Also gets you access to all the bonus content we have put out over the course of the off season. A lot of prospect stuff from Fantrax Dynasty Baseball there. A lot of other goofy stuff. It's just a lot of fun to fill your time while you're, once again, quarantined, eating popcorn on the couch. Uh, you can also check out, check out fun clips of the show on the YouTube channel. And go to FantraxHQ.com to see... Uh, you know, links to other podcasts that are out there. Uh, you know, the new Five Tool podcast, of course, Van's Launch Angle podcast, still kicking out new jams. Uh, Fan Tracks Dynasty Baseball show that I just mentioned. That's the three of us talking about prospects. And uh, there's a lot of written stuff that's still coming out, a lot of football stuff right now, including the 2020 NFL first round mock draft by Mick Chilella, of course, Fan Tracks HQ. And I was so bored, you guys. This is what I wanted to work in earlier. I was so bored the other day at work and I, there's just so there's no sports at all right i am just like i always get pretty excited for the nfl draft but this year i'm just deliriously excited i cannot wait just yeah. for something tangentially related to football i actually did this i did an nfl mock draft for the first round myself just on the notes thing on my iphone and i included <laughs> like multiple pick trades and everything oh it was a lot this, of fun but this is intense it's uh, kind of worried about you now i get it we're in a unprecedented <laughs> times but wow that is uh something yeah so i'll uh i'll be sure to text that to you guys as soon as we're done here so you can you know see what's all going to happen i even put i went to DraftKings, and you can do like a you could predict the top 15 you could win a thousand bucks so everybody go do that 
So sports kind of stuff coming. Very exciting times. Anyway, uh, I think that's everything that we're going to mention. Did I forget anything? No, I think that pretty much covers it. We talked about football for a solid eight minutes. Now uh, we're bringing our (laughs) guest. Excellent. Good job, me. All right. uh, We're going to take a break here. Come back with the Upper Decker guys. Enjoy the interview. Nasty. Nasty. All right, welcome back to episode 225 of the Nasty Cast Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We are joined by the Upper Decker crew. We've got Brett Tyler and Anthony in-house. What is going on, fellas? Thanks for joining us this evening. Hey, I appreciate Thanks you for having us. It is, uh, it is the, the glorious podcast uh, baseball podcast tournament put on by baseball pods that has brought us together on this evening you guys are very supportive of us in that uh, adventure and even though we were soundly defeated by the rasball crew it was still uh, still a good time uh, kind of getting to now we're kind of getting to know you guys so um again nice to have you on the pod um i guess you guys can just kind of jump in wherever you want but um i was going to ask you because you won in the first round um, and then I believe you were also defeated in the second round. But could you tell us a little bit about that experience and then uh, re- remind my memory who you were pitted against? Yeah, so we we were a 14 seed and we came up against – it was Yahoo Fantasy Baseball podcast. Um, and, I mean, you know, we're, we're only nine episodes into our podcast adventure right now. But, you know, through the power of social media and our friends – we took down the number three seed Yahoo Fantasy, and then we lost in the second round to the Turn Two podcast. But like you were saying, it was just a good experience to get in there and get to know people and network a little bit and hear other people's opinions on the same, you know, thoughts and scenario that we're going through with no sports now. It was it was a good little adventure. Yeah, definitely a good way to uh, pass the time uh, and gain Absolutely. a little bit of exposure. Um, yeah, and I actually have not listened to the Yahoo guys, so um, you guys got my vote almost by default. Uh, so I'm, I, I'm not even sure Thank who you. does that. I know Scott uh, Pianowski is uh, a, a writer who I've been reading a long, long time, even before I got into uh, you know the writing and podcasting myself. He was one of my biggest influences. So I'm not even sure if he does that pod. If he does, I should probably listen to him because he's just brilliant. I'm- I'm pretty sure that's exactly who it was because we had a, yeah. a little back and forth on Twitter and we were talking to him about it. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah. So I kind of want to get our crowd familiarized with you guys a little bit. So uh, Ron and I are going to kind of go back and forth and fire some questions at you. And for starters, like we'll get to some strategy stuff later on. Uh, some of your favorite players, least favorite players, stuff like that. Um, but for starters, I kind of wanted to give our audience a feel for what you guys are about. So um, just the starters, you guys can kind of go around the horn here. How long have you been playing fantasy? Well, well I'm Ty, and I've been doing it for about 10 years. I, uh, I'm i only 27. I've been doing it since, you know, my latter years of high school. But mainly it's been for fun. As of lately, it's more of a uh, a currency-based thing. I like putting money on it and doing that. And, you know, even before I was doing fantasy baseball, I would always play video games and try and draft my – favorite team or my favorite players at the time and build a team around that. So kind of been in the whole fantasy thing since, you know, technology entered my life and I could do such. 
Yeah, Tom, Anthony what about here. You, buddy? Um, um, we've been I, – I, I'm the commissioner of the league that all three of us currently play in. And um, I started this league about 10 years ago. So um, I think Brett's been in there from the beginning. Ty came in. Yeah. Uh, I think last year was your first year, Ty. And, yeah. um, you know, it's just kind of been a developing league. But, um, you know, I just love it. It's, it's, it's an awesome way to pass the time and, you know, learn a lot about the players and keep me on, on point and help my knowledge of the game. Brett, what about you, man? This is Brett. Uh, my first year, I believe, was 2010 or 2011. It was with uh, Anthony. I remember we uh, fought over Lance Berkman because we were really excited the Cardinals just picked him up. <laughs> and um, our league has definitely grown. Um, at first, I really didn't know anyone, and now we're all just really great friends. Our draft was a blast. I think the draft, I mean, obviously, is the most fun night of the whole thing. And it also just – it gives you something basically to do every day, you know, set your lineups and look at the waiver wire and all that, and mess around with trades with your friends. I don't know. It's, it's a good time. Absolutely. And that actually reminds me a bit of how this show got started. Uh, Nobody really knows, uh, you know, the nasty cast. What the hell is that? It's I kind of hate the name at this point because it doesn't even have like a fantasy connotation in it. But um, (laughs) what what actually spurned this podcast was the prestigious Dynasty Dynasty Baseball League that I created, I think, six or seven, eight years ago, somewhere in there now. And uh, so the the nasty cast was kind of started from that. And it's kind of funny how many people, uh, you know, were in that league that are now in the industry that weren't then like, uh, you know, Van, the great Van Lee there obviously is is one of them. And uh, Shelly Verstraight as well. Shout out to her friend of the podcast. She's doing a lot of great work out there now. Um, so there's a lot of talent in that league. And uh, God dang it, I almost won that one last year. Second place. Doesn't, uh, doesn't help out to make it count too much. But um, so, yeah, I just uh, I felt that was apropos. I had to throw that in there. So, uh, Ron, you can hit him up with uh, your question. Yeah, thanks for uh, mentioning me in, in the uh, breath there with the talent. Players. Oh, are you are you in the league? I mean, it, I can't really tell <laughs> that, that roster Appreciate that you put that. up. So, yeah, well, <laughs> touche. <Okay>. So. <laughs> Um, and I can't get over it. You know, we're, we're interviewing a bunch of young bucks here too, man. I feel like the old, the old, uh, seasoned, uh, grandpa on the podcast here. So, <laughs> so you guys said you're about nine episodes into this thing. What made you want to throw this podcast together and get this thing started in the world of podcasting? Well, I had dabbled a bit in the podcast world before, and I found it hard to keep going because it wasn't something I was super passionate about, but. I played baseball since I could walk and, you know, I live, breathe and eat baseball. And I love talking to my friends about it, just sitting around at a bar or at our house and just bullshitting back and forth. And, uh, kind of what intrigued me is our different dynamics and our different outlooks on stuff, because I come from a playing standpoint. Anthony is just a huge fan and knows the ins and outs of the game. Brett also is a huge fan, but, is also a pretty big collector of sports memorabilia and stuff. So we could always talk back and forth about who our favorite players were. Brett's got a baseball signed by them most likely. And then Tone has a good memory of something that happened or that they did that we don't necessarily remember. And it sparks some joy. And I just figured, you know, if we could do that on a public forum, then 
everybody else can also enjoy what we're talking about and what we're enjoying at the same time. Right on. Do you guys have, uh, Anthony, Brett, you guys have anything else to add to that? Uh, I, I, think I pretty much hit, yeah, he hit the nail right on the head. I mean, it's just, uh, I love talking baseball with my best friends, so we might as well have everyone else enjoy it too. <laughs> yeah, and you guys, so you guys are uh, together when you do the podcast, right? It's not just over Skype or something? Uh, given the whole quarantine thing, we're on Skype now, but me and Brett actually live together. We're roommates. So... Anthony, we just kind of Skype him in once a week and do the episode that way. All right. Yeah, that also uh, reminds me of the humble beginnings of this podcast. Uh, just myself and uh, Joe and Jesse in the olden days. Longtime listeners might remember that because that was years ago at this point before the days of Ron and Van. Um, but yeah, we would just, uh, you know, it was just three of us getting drunk in a room and talking about baseball. And uh, that's basically that, how it goes. Yeah. And there's yeah. <laughs> just nothing better than that. Yeah, I wish that, uh, well, sometimes anyway, I wish that Ben and Ron were in the same room as myself. Well, wait, wait, um, wait. You mean to tell me that Jesse and Joe aren't in that room right now with you getting drunk as well? <laughs> you just took their <laughs> microphones away? Yes. No, they not have right microphones. <laughs> they're just not plugged into anything. That's oh, okay. Yeah, they're yeah. talking up a storm, but yes. nobody will be it's able like to handing, It's like handing your little brother a controller that's unplugged and just beating the hell out of them on the video <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, you know, a lot of fantasy baseball podcasts out there. I want you to tell us a little bit about your pod in particular, you know, what uh, kind of sets you apart, what kind of angle you guys uh, are going for. So uh, what do you think? Why should everyone uh, tune into your podcast? Uh, Tone, I'll go ahead and let you uh, rip this one out since you're the commission of our fantasy baseball league right now. <laughs> oh, thanks everybody. Um you know, I think we have a, I think we have a fun take on the whole thing. I think um, our podcast is very lighthearted um, and, you know, kind of just off the cuff, but we're also, you know, we find the ability to dig into stats and, and, you know, have a good analysis of the game as well. Um, you know, we're not strictly a fantasy podcast um, where we kind of just, they were a baseball podcast in general, but, uh, you know, obviously fantasy sports is a huge part of, how we stay involved in the game and especially with all three of us being in the same league. Um, it's definitely a, a common topic. And, you know, even just in the first nine episodes that we've had, we've already devoted one, one episode strictly to fantasy. Um, and, and it comes up in, in, in different elements. You know, we've been trying to keep busy during the, the quarantine with no baseball. So we've been doing kind of our own little fantasy drafts live on the show um, and that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, I mean, we just, we we like to talk about baseball in general, but again, fantasy is a big part of it. Yeah, on our most recent episode, we actually came up with a pretty cool idea. We I call it the hat draw fantasy. So we I created a spin the wheel on the on a spin the wheel app or whatever, and it had all thirty teams on there. And we would do a snake draft, and at the beginning of everybody's turn, we'd spin the wheel. Whatever team it landed on, you had to draft a player from that team and build the best team that you could from the teams that you were given. And unfortunately, Anthony drew the Texas Rangers and the Giants over and over and over. So That makes for good fun... podcasting, though. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I drew the Detroit thing. Tigers like seven times. Yes. <laughs> On the opposite side of the coin, my outfield is Mike Trout, uh, Acuna Jr., and Christian Yelich. <laughs> <laughs> 
just rub it in, buddy. Just rub it in. Sorry, guys. Nice. That, that, that sounds like it could be pretty good. Yeah, it was fun. It was, it was a lot fun. of fun. Yeah. All right. So let's get into a little bit of the actual strategy, strategery, if you will, for this upcoming season. If we have one or beyond, it could be, you know, your philosophy going into this season or going into any season, really. So first thing we want to know is steals and saves. How are you handling them heading into, let's, let's say we're having a 2020 season. How are you handling steals and saves heading into this season? Are you waiting? Are you going early? What are you doing? Well, so we did a, uh, a three-person keeper from our league last year. So we could choose three from our team and keep it. I kept Christian Yelich, of course. Why wouldn't you? And he had 30 stolen bases last year. So I kind of, you know, I didn't focus so much on steals. Um, I did pick up Luis Robert as well, who had 36 in the minors last year. So between those two, I mean, it's a pretty solid one-two punch if they can repeat what they somewhat did already. So my uh, my saves, I mean, I went with top-tier guys. They came a little later. I think I got Kirby Yates in like the 10th, 11th round maybe, and then grabbed Sean Doolittle and Adam Adovino later. But we also do save plus hold, not just save. Sure. Um. I took Malik Smith pretty late, just strictly for stolen bases. I mean, he really doesn't really do much else. But, um, you know, at the end of the week, if you're really down in the category, just boom, throw in Malik Smith. He'll get you, you know, about five a week almost, I think. Something like that. Um, with uh, our, our bullpen, I kind of – I didn't get anyone I wanted. Um, I got Edwin Diaz, who I think is going to bounce back. And I got Iglesias in Cincinnati. I think he's my stud. And then I got Jose Leclerc on uh, Texas. And I'm hoping for a bounce back year from him. So it's uh, – my bullpen's not the best. I waited too long to draft him. I uh, I kind of admittedly uh, botched <laughs> both stolen bases and saves this year in the draft. I kind of took a different approach this year. I wanted to, I wanted to take a different angle. And uh, typically I go in and I try to, you know, put together a – a, a well-balanced team, especially in our, our roto scoring system. Um, and this year, like as the players were, as my turn came around, I was kind of just focused on taking the best possible player um, that I could. And I think it kind of backfired. I've got a, a lot of great players on my team, but um, I'm looking at guys like Oscar Mercado and Garrett Hampson and Kevin Biggio for stolen bases, which has been super ideal. Um and then saves kind of turned into the same thing. Um, I'm going to be relying on guys like Nick Anderson, um, Alex Colme, and Emilio Pagan for those saves plus holds. Um, but we'll see what happens. I think a lot of the steals and saves can be had on the waiver wire throughout the year. So, yeah, I'll kind yeah, of true. feed off tone. Oh, sorry, I'll kind of feed off tone a little bit too with the whole well-rounded thing. I wasn't necessarily looking for people who stood out in saves or uh, steals necessarily. I was looking for well-rounded players. So I've also got Ozzy Albies and Fernando Tatis Jr. who could potentially tack on another 30, 40 steals for me. And I think it hits on something I, I always try to do too is, you know, it's a little bit underrated. You, you want to get those guys that are heavy volume steals guys, but at the same time, if you can go with a couple different positions and you can get eight here, 12 here, 15 here, 10 here, 
you know, if you can get enough of those guys too, they can really offset some of those bigger volume guys that you miss out on in those early rounds. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, saves, I always cheap out. So like if I, you know, I don't feel bad for you guys if you missed out on any of the, any of the elite guys, is there, you know, so many saves come into the league every year. I mean, it's, it's nice to stabilize your ratios with guys like Yates and Hader and Chapman and all that stuff up, up top. But, um, especially, I mean, depending on a little bit of how competitive your league is in particular, but even if you have a competitive 12 league team, which I'm sure a lot of listeners, you know, just play standard 12 team mixers. Uh, you know, you can only have so many closers per team. So you can, I mean, you can pick up these guys if you just need saves. Yeah. I, I, a lot of times, yeah, I I opt out for all those, what I call saves is saves kind of guys, you know, like Mark Melanson, who's going super cheap this year and he'll have the job until he doesn't, you know, if maybe he'll keep it all year, who knows, but he's super cheap. I don't have to put any kind of, uh, real draft capital in that. So I just uh, keep churning and burning and roster all the handcuffs. And so that's, that's a great way uh, that I've found a lot of success, you know, playing the, the saves game um, and steals in particular this year. I know I've mentioned this in previous weeks on the pod. Um, you know, now that we're looking at uh, a shortened season, I'm altering my uh, starting pitcher strategy to more of a, like kind of a super pen, I guess, you know, I hit pitching a little bit late. I look more, uh, less towards those Uber aces. Like I still want to get at least one of those guys, but you know, the bulk innings doesn't matter anymore. It's more of the per inning ratios, uh, you know, that is really going to shine through and, you know, say half a season, if that's what we wind up getting. So, uh, I'd, I'd be a lot more apt to pounce on guys like Lance McCullers, who he was only going to throw 120 innings anyway, you know, like Julio Urias, uh, what was he going to throw 100, 120 innings? Um, those guys are going to be very effective in short stints. So I can kind of, instead of going pitching early, I can focus on those uh, elite say, or uh, steals guys. Uh, and then I don't have to, you know, once I get one of those or two of those guys, that gives you a really firm foundation. I don't have to worry about pitching so much. I can kind of sprinkle in the steals throughout the course of my draft. So I really hope that we actually get some baseball this year because I feel like I'm going to own with that strategy. (laughs) Yeah, that's a pretty good strategy there because then you can go more towards guys who have a higher K per nine or a lower whip instead of, like you're saying, guys who are going to go out there and start 33, 35 games and just give you uh, more quantity over quality type stuff. Exactly. And that's in that short season too. It's so much easier to, to turn and burn those, those starting pitchers just to stream and pick up the relievers and all that kind of stuff. So sure. um, yeah, and it, it gives you a much more stable foundation with the hitters as well. Cause obviously we all know how pitching volatile is. Um, but I want to kind of do kind of switch to some more player specific analysis here. So we'll go around the horn. Um, I want to get you guys' biggest sleeper. You can give just one guy. If there's just one guy you want, if it's a handful of guys, you can go ahead and fire them out. But Anthony, we'll kick it over to you first. What are your favorite sleepers this year? Um, you know, I went, I bounced back and forth on this a little bit, but um, one guy I'm looking at is Steven Matz. Um, I think, you know, he's had, He's been in the league for a few years now, but he's only had two full seasons these last two years. Um, he improved on his walk rate last year, and I think if he can continue that, um, he's going to give you a decent amount of strikeouts. He had 153 last year. Um, but I think, uh, you know, he's a good pitcher. He's got good stuff, and he's got, you know, good pitchers around him as well to learn from. And I'm kind of looking at him to maybe step up his game a little bit this year. Cool. All right. What uh, What about you, Brett? Um, I really like 
Giovanni Gallegos on the Cardinals. He will open the season, um, assuming it starts relatively soon as the closer because of Jordan Hicks injury. So he'll be getting all the saves to start the season. And then later on, he'll be getting holds because ours is a safe plus hold league. Unfortunately, I was not able to get him in our draft. I waited too long. But I think he's going to be lights out this year. Um, I also brought up earlier Edwin Diaz. I just think he's going to be a lot better in his second season in New York. Um, last year wasn't his best season, but he has all the talent in the world. And I just hope it plays this year. Uh, going full homer there. I see how it is. I do like that. <laughs> well, not full homer. Uh, half, half <laughs> homer, yeah. <laughs> okay. How about you, Tyler? Um, so I've got – I'll touch real quick on Brandon Lowe from Tampa Bay. I love this dude. I think he's a great all-around player. You know, he was hurt for a lot of the year last year. He only had 296 at-bats, but he still hit 270 with 17 home runs, and he's a solid glove in the field. But my biggest guy, I think, is John Gray for Colorado. He slips under the radar a lot, probably because he's a Colorado pitcher. But last year he had a 3.84 ERA, and in 150 innings he had 150 Ks. So, you know, as you were saying, in a shortened league or a shortened season, you know, a strikeout per inning doesn't start to look too bad. That's nine Ks per nine. So pretty good pickup, I think, especially in an away start. Especially if they end up playing in Florida and Arizona. Yeah, he could turn into something crazy. Okay. So, Ty, you officially have become my favorite member of the Upper Decker podcast. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about right now. So, oh, for that. you threw one of my, my, my rays out there. I appreciate that. So, guys, on the other side of the coin here, um, who's some of the biggest uh, bus candidates that we've got heading into the season? Who are you staying away from that maybe other people are hopping on in those early to mid rounds? Well, I so, personally, the first, per- sorry, go ahead, Tom. I'll let you get it. No, it's all right. Um, I'm, I've been a big fan uh, of this guy last year. I had him all year, um, Austin Meadows. However, it's one full season in the big leagues, and I think he's going to be a very uh, competent player. I think he's going to you know, produce for sure, but I don't see any possibility that he puts up the same numbers that he did last year. And in some of the mock drafts that I did, and I believe in our draft too, um, he was definitely getting drafted based off what he did last year. Um, which is fair, obviously, but I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to be bad by any means. I think he's going to be a good player, but I don't think he's going to have quite the same level of success as he did last year. I think my biggest bust would be uh, Tim Anderson for the Chicago White Sox. I mean, he batted 3.35 last year with a 5.08 slugging um, in 500 at bats, but he only walked 15 times. So I don't know how he can keep up the whole you know, average with his eyes, you know, not being very, uh, he's not being very patient at the plate. He's swinging away. I think people are going to figure him out. And the three seasons previous to that, he had batted 283, 257, and 240. So I don't think, you know, I don't think he's going to fall all the way back down to that. I just don't think he's going to repeat what he did last year, kind of the same concept as Austin Meadows. I just don't know if this was, if this past year was a Tim Anderson fluke or if it was his coming out party. But either way, I'm staying away from him in a draft. And um, I went with Josh Bell simply because um, they lost Marte. So um, he's not got a lot of RBI chances. And he's really the only guy in that lineup. So he's going to not have a lot of chances to score any runs. 
uh, he, he's just on a bad team. Um, and also had a Ryu in Toronto just because he's moving to the AL East. He's in, um, <clears throat> in more of a hitter-friendly ballpark, and last year's season was just insane for him. So I just don't – I don't think he's going to be able to repeat it on a new team. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's a good call there. Uh, yeah, bad bad bunch of ballparks, and um, yeah, not exactly a stellar track record of health. Although maybe the shortened season will help him. You know, maybe he won't need to, that DL stint just to keep him fresh or IL stint, whatever the hell they call it these days. Uh, so that shortened season <laughs> might benefit them. Uh, but thanks, uh, thanks for joining us, guys. That's that's all we're going to grill you on for now. Um, do you guys have uh, anywhere? to uh to plug for for your work if you have uh you know twitter accounts this is the time spit it all out uh let our uh listeners know where they can find you cool yeah i just want to you know thank you guys for having us on it was nice to uh talk to y'all get to actually know you a little bit um we are on twitter uh our handle is the upper decker pod so we follow you i think you guys follow us so your followers can find us pretty easily after hearing this um you know, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast, we'll be out there. Cool. Uh, Anthony, Brett, anything else to add before we head off? I just want to so. We appreciate you guys having, having a pleasure. All right. <laughs> yeah, I should have teed <laughs> one of you up. I'm not used to having such a full house here. Great, uh, great hosting on my part. Uh, so with that, yeah, it's been a really nice getting to know you guys. Hopefully... Uh, you guys can get some new listeners from uh, from this, and uh, happy to help you out. You guys definitely help us out in the tournament. So uh, all all peace and love around here. So thank you guys for joining us, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and take a little break here and come back on the other side with a mystery game. Last night, nasty. Save my life. Last night, nasty. Save my life with a song. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, welcome back to episode 225 of the Nasty Cast. Thanks again to the Upper Decker crew for swinging by tonight and letting us chat with them. Great bunch of dudes. Go check out that pod. Uh, and now we're moving on to uh, Van's mystery game. We've been putting it off for a couple weeks now, uh, but I, I don't know what's going to happen. Van, take it away. Well, you've been hyping this a little bit as a mystery game, and I have deigned not to correct you once. I've let you say that every single time. It's not even remotely a game. It's instead oh. just a segment, but uh, that's okay. I just wanted to hear you say whatever and me ignore you. And here we are. So what I wanted to do here was I was trying to think, what's the best way that we can help our listeners, help our fans? What can we do in this time of no baseball to provide advice, analysis, something to make an impact on their, on their lives? And I thought, you know, when you get the paper, if, if you're 70 years old and you're getting the paper in this day and age and you open it up to the one section lifestyle or whatever, and there's the 
Ask Abby segment, which is where people mm. will write in questions to some woman named Abby who would then respond and give them advice. I thought, what better way to make that more universal than to change Ask Abby to Ask Van Lee? And so that's where we are. I've, I've got a couple of questions here that I've scoured the internet for for many hours to find the, the best of the best. I'm going to read said question, and then I believe the three of us should respond. How's that sound? Beautiful. That sounds amazing. Perfect. Well, let's just dive right into this Ask Van Lee. Number one, dear Van Lee, I'm 14. Last summer, I went to camp in a different state with my cousin, Mary. I told my friends at school about our adventures, and a couple of them said they want to go there with me next summer. Mary and I don't get a lot of time together, and camp is one of the only times when I can see her. I don't want my friends to come. How can I tell them that without hurting their feelings? Torn in Texas. Uh, so either of you have any thoughts about what we could do with Torn in Texas, how, how they could uh, you know, maybe tell their friends that, that she doesn't really even like them and, and wants to go to camp without them? So Torn in Texas is a female, right? I, I missed sure. when we established that. We didn't. Okay. Hmm. So, Ron, so you, you're saying your answer will depend on gender. Well, yeah, I was unsure of which way to go. Because like if you're, uh, so if, if Torn is a lady, as uh, Natalie and Brulia, of course, used to sing about, um, <laughs> then, I mean, ladies, women friends are a dime a dozen. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever talked to a woman and been like, oh, yeah, I've got a whole crew of ladies that I get along with. Uh, it's pretty much universally like, you know, you got a couple close friends and then everybody else can uh, you know, go pee their pants or whatever. And I don't really care. So if you're a chick, just go uh, just tell them to take a hike and then just go enjoy your actual real friend. Huh. So now, OK, so Mary is you said torn in Texas is cousin. No, wait. Yes, Mary is the cousin who okay. lives in a different state of right. which Torn in Texas visits at, via camp. Okay, and so the the rest of the crew wants to come and hang out, but the the Torn in Texas wants the cousin time with Mary. Yeah, Torn in Texas says no way, Jose. Okay. I want to hang out with Mary over here. You guys are total total L's to the forehead. So well, I want to get out here to to camp. I would say you explain that to your friends that, you know, Mary is your cousin. You don't see Mary a lot. You, you value that short amount of time you get in the summer. You, you know, you see your friends the rest of the year. And I think they should be good with that. And if they're not, they ain't your true friends, girl. And you need to kick them to the curb. Mm. <laughs> well, okay. Your guys are both wrong. I have the <sighs> correct answer here, but that's all right. A for effort. The true answer is to, in fact, show dominance. A heart ripped out of the chest with a bite taken out of it, <laughs> a la Mortal Kombat, is a great way to show that you're the alpha of your friend group. Him. Of course, dogs often hump those in their pack that are their inferiors. So humping your friends' legs can really establish dominance and show that you're not to be trifled with. Then, after all that, your friends will know that you're the one to determine who goes where and who gets the first taste of that freshly killed gazelle. So be sure and establish your dominance, and then you can do whatever you want. Great. <laughs> Moving right along. Excellent. Number two, dear Van Lee, my husband and I have been married nine years and have two major issues in our marriage. Number one, he feels I spend too much money. Number two, I think he spends too much time away from home doing the things he wants to do. We have fallen into this cycle of him being away from home, so I spend money, which results in him spending more time away from home. Should we have separate bank accounts? Should I make him cancel some of his weekly activities? 
by struggling in St. Louis. Ron, why don't you lead off with this one? What do you think struggling in St. Louis should do here? Wow. Um, well, you know, it's, 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 it's tough because you, you know, you, you want that, that time together, but at the same time, you have to have that time apart. Um, I, I think I'd be able to better answer this if I knew specifically what the activities outside the house were, and then maybe what the, what the money was being spent on potentially. Well, let's, let's guess. So let's say she's spending money okay. on combs okay, and <laughs> He is spending time outside of the house uh, yodeling. What what would be your advice there? Well, I think that you know if if she would cut down on the combs, it's it's quite simple. She would cut down on the comb collection. He wouldn't have to spend so much time out on tour yodeling. Would you say if your wife came up to you, Ron, and said, "Listen, yeah. these bobbleheads, it's too many. If you huh. get rid of those, I'll cut out the yodeling." Would you accept that deal? tough yeah say it's tough what about you nate you have any advice here yeah i think they should uh get divorced i mean clearly they're very unhappy i i mean uh i did that and uh met someone who's basically superior in every way to uh my ex-wife so uh, it worked it works out i guarantee for everybody for the better and if you don't have someone who supports your coke and stripper habit then uh, you know kick them to the curb once again Another thing I thought of too, real quick, they, they could maybe, if they could reconcile in some way, they could potentially join forces kind of like a combing, yodeling Voltron. And they could maybe have like a little um, tour, you know, like there, there could be a yodeling show followed by maybe like, um, maybe like some hair combing tips or like a, a stylist type thing. Why you know do I, I mean? feel like Carrot Top is just going to show up there and pretend that he's part of that? <laughs> he very well might. Now, I also realize in hindsight, it's probably a poor idea to ask Ron about someone who has a comb addiction, as yes. I don't <laughs> believe Ron has use for combs. Or if he does, it's it's not the use that you would expect. <laughs> no, I definitely am not, not using combs for for any reason whatsoever. Well, unfortunately, I do have to say you guys are both wrong once again. Ah. That's okay. This is a learning experience. That's why I'm here. That's why this is Ask Van Lee and not Ask Nate and Ron's bad advice. So the actual advice here is that your husband might, in fact, be a vampire struggling in St. Louis. So I ask you, have you had to invite him into your house every time he comes home? Because that's actually one of those vampire things that does happen. And it's also my favorite vampire lore because it's very bizarre. Now, as as far as his disdain for you spending money, it's also possible he's a dragon because dragons often hoard piles of gold and rubies and so forth. And they do not like it when someone takes their wealth. So firstly, I think you should try driving a stake into your husband's heart and then ask yourself, does he die? Well, if he does, he was a vampire. Now you're good. You don't have to worry about it. Next, how many full goats does your husband eat per day? Count it. Figure out, is it three, four, five? If it's more than the traditional man does, then he's probably a dragon. If that's the case, if you find out that your husband is in fact a dragon, you can often find adventurers or knights on Craigslist. But just remember, you get what you pay for. So don't don't skimp. Like save Save the combs for a bit. Don't spend on combs for a week. Put that money towards your knight or your adventurer to slay your dragon husband, and then you're good. Okay. Well, a couple things. Okay, so now after we get done with this, I think we need to brainstorm and we need to come up with some sort of story about a yodeling vampire dragon. I think that's going to be our, our, our cash cow here. 
And then the, the second thing is, if you eat more than five goats <laughs> per day, you might be a dragon. You might be a dragon. Here's your sign. Here's your oh, sign. no. Oh, no. I'm getting started on the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. <laughs> no. What a nightmare. This what have we done? <laughs> okay. I have one more question uh, for, well, me. But I'll ask your guys' advice as well. Dear Van Lee, in recent conversations with my daughter, who is away in college, she opened up to me that she is hooking up. She introduced herself to this guy two weeks ago, and she's already having sex with him. I tried to caution her about the dangers of such relationships and how harmful they can be physically and emotionally. She sounded annoyed and said that it is her body, and she has a right to do whatever she pleases. I am shocked and disappointed. She's the first person in our family to go to college. If I tell her father, he would disown her. I am beside myself. My younger daughter will soon be applying to college, and now I'm wondering whether I should allow her to go away given her sister's behavior. How should I handle this? Should I tell her father? By stressed out in New York. Uh, Nate, why don't you take this one again? What what advice do you have for stressed out in New York who thinks their daughter is uh, too promiscuous? Well, this is coming from a person who uh, I, I, I can't even bring myself to front hug somebody. I'm very anti-touching. I always side hug. If someone, if we even, when we meet in person, I'm going to touch you so hard now because of that. (laughs) You sent shivers up and down my spine. We're both going to give you the biggest group hug ever. It's going to be great. Yeah. So, um, I mean, slow motion run and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Uh, one of your, uh, heads of hair will be flowing in the wind. (laughs) I, you know, uh, this is unconscionable as far as I can uh imagine i've uh would never touch a, a woman who is not married so i mean i i think that uh you just have to uh, make an offering to satan and hope that he takes your your sweet daughter's souls and otherwise uh, you're just facing an eternal damnation in in hellfire okay so offering to satan on one hand ron what do we put on the other hand oh man um block of cheese <laughs> what type of cheese is it a soft cheese is it a one of the uh, harder ones that's been f- fermented for many years a nice brie is usually a pretty good offering you know when you're trying to give a gift of some type i think i think With that a, would a nice uh that, that's solid. spread it with as well a little, little fancy flat knife too I don't like soft cheeses as much personally like i can eat a little bit of brie i'm more of the hard uh, oh boy, starting this sentence off great. <laughs> I like the crumblier, sharper cheeses, so I'll stick to oh, even just a, a nice real cheddar is delicious. But okay, so we've got Satan on one hand, we've got cheese on the other hand, and on our third hand, I have to say that this is in fact a very old fashioned way to look at things, and you are old and dumb, stressed out in New York, provided you taught her to be smart and to respect herself then she should be fine on her own. If you ignored these kind of topics and instead coddled her, she might make bad decisions. The fact is you're probably bad parents, in which case I believe that you are in fact vampires. And so the first thing you need to do is go in your bedroom and drive a stake directly in your heart. Then ask yourself, did you die? If you did, you were a vampire, no big deal. Your daughters will inherit your great wealth that you've amassed because you live in New York, of course. Probably, I would say, eastern New York, maybe northern New York, where it's not you know the big city. And then your children will have long, healthy lives, and you need to reevaluate your standards. 
So there we go. We have the three answers. Um, I don't have any other questions, but I think this was a rousing success. What do you fellows believe? I think I think we've helped some people. I really do. I think we've made somebody uh, at least three people's lives much better. We've answered some tough questions. I think we need to do this again sometime. I think you're 100 dead on, Van. We've definitely helped some people tonight. That feels good. Yep, that's just that's exactly what I was going to say. It just feels good to help out the the masses. You know, if you if you if you feel like you're you're just swimming in the void, you, you need some help. You know where to go. Just uh, tweet us or or email us. Of course, because the Twitter is kind of public. So, yep. Absolutely. And I mean, we we covered the country here. We have St. Louis, we have Texas, and we have New York. So we will answer questions for people of all backgrounds and sizes. And I mean, look, if you're going to go talk to that bitch, Amy, ask Amy online, <laughs> then you could just suck my ass because I'm going to give you better <laughs> answers. That's right. And if, uh, I mean, that's, that's, we need global domination, frankly. So I know we've got listeners, uh, in, in Australia, uh, halfway across the globe, uh, from the UK, of course. Um, so we need to chime in. We need to hear people from, uh, from China, from Russia, our Canadian um, friends. Don't forget our Canadian friends. Oh, of course. I mean, that goes without saying I'm, I, I consider myself largely a South Canadian myself. So shout out to all our Canadian listeners. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Mexico, uh, Africa, Uganda, anywhere. Uh, you know, we'll, we're, we're here to help you out. We're public servants, quite frankly. That's why there's, we're still allowed to uh, put out this podcast. Essential. We are essential. We're definitely essential, yes. We're an essential podcast, yes. We have masks on right now. <laughs> we do. Yes. Oh, that would be great. We just all podcasted sounding like Kenny from South Park. <laughs> well, mine's a luchador mask. Is that okay? Does it count? That's, per- <laughs> that's perfect. Okay, good. Excellent. Yeah, you can put subtitles on a podcast. So I am called El Grande Diablo. Uh, yeah, and also on on that note, uh, if you need me to exterminate any vampire dragons or vampires and or dragons and or vampire dragons, I do have an extermination service here in North Dakota. So uh, hit me up. Don't forget uh, to check out Ron's yodeling service down there in Florida too, and uh, my comb emporium. Mm-hmm. In which mm-hmm. case, we've got everyone covered. And the yeah. truth is, is this was all just an ad for us to sell you our businesses. So now that you know, give us your money for combs, vampire extermination, as well as whatever it was I just said Ron does. <laughs> we deserve it. Yodeling uh, that's it. I, all right. Actually, uh, real, real quick side note on that. I don't know if you guys know. I actually am the voice of the game on The Price is Right with the yodeler going up the mountain. Oh, no way. Uh, That's you? Wow. I don't don't like to I don't like to brag. I don't like to have that out in public, but since we were on the topic, I felt you guys you guys should know. So well, it's a little known uh, fact that I am also in fact the voice of the sound that it makes when they play Plinko, where it goes plink, 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 plink. That's me. Excellent. Impressive. All right. Well, uh, with that all information all gathered together, I'm going to say, uh, well, we'll maybe see you next week. We'll see where the wind blows us. Uh, but until then, may the fantasy guys shine upon you. But also, I want us to go out on Ron Yodeling. Take it away, Ron.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.